0: My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn more, get better, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Now let's get into today's episode. I love that who's up on stage. It's like who's on the front line? Who's the one receiving the information like verbatim, like salespeople, they're the ones dialing the phone. Customer success, they're the ones having the account reviews. Support, they're the ones dealing with the inbound chat or the support calls, the problems, the reactive teams. And before we were before we started recording, we, we were talking about the reactive nature of a lot of not enablement teams, but the reactive behavior that you get from the things that get thrown to you guys, like the fixing everything. So, like, where does that kind of fit in the enablement process? Right. It, Cause you're right. Like in, in my experience working with enablement teams or being involved in enablement, like it did feel like we were like, hey, here's a problem. What would you do about it? So where do you see, and it's like a multi phase question here, but it's like, where do you see enablement being most successful? And then on the other side of that, like, where do you see one of the biggest misconceptions are with enablement?
1: Yeah, I think you maybe on a different episode, I think you're talking about the definition of sales enablement, right? And now we'll probably speak about the transition or evolution towards revenue enablement. Nobody agrees on the definition, right? So if nobody agrees on the definition, I think what happens is people don't necessarily fully know how to leverage an enablement team. And to be fully fair, being an enablement, sometimes you need to also think about how you define enablement within an organization. What do we deliver? Where are the boundaries, right? So I think there's a bit of a risk. It's also an opportunity, right? But there's a bit of a risk to become too reactive and just fix problems, take on a lot of projects, consistently feel like you need to deliver something, solve something to provide value versus looking at it more strategically. What are the strategic goals for our organization all the way up to like the CRO, for example, right? How does that translate to what we're doing? I think Paul Butterfield was talking about that in another podcast and at a conference where I saw him too, is like kind of doing that strategic mapping exercise, right? Where like here are the key goals of the organization. How does that relate to what we're doing? How we are supporting the teams, always supporting somebody in a sales role to hit their KPIs that then support the wider company goals. And are we really focusing on the right things? And I think that mindset shift helps really with then deciding what to take on and what not to take on and how to prioritize things. So I think prioritization is a big challenge for enablement or can be. And thinking about that impact on overall bigger goals, right? That are going way beyond just the enablement team can really help with that.
0: What do you mean by that? Like going beyond just the enablement team?
1: So if you think about what we're doing, right, we are, I would say enablement helps our audience, our customer, which is a salespeople go to a market organization, get better at what they do, right? So what I mean by going beyond that is like, okay, let's look at the overall impact on business KPIs, business goals, for example introducing a new product and making sure that product contributes X amount of revenue right in the next fiscal quarter that's a big goal okay now going back to what we do how do we support that type of goal and that's where it gets complicated but it also can be simplified by focusing on that like will this enablement program actually help a seller sell more of that particular new product Right, And then we can design a program to do that, to support them with messaging, how it fits into the overall solution and all of that. Right, How do they present this that the value is being perceived on the other side? So that's what I mean by going beyond is not just looking where can we have immediate impact on like a smaller need, but how does it fit into the bigger picture? So I think the key challenge is kind of linking the effect, the impact we have on a seller's skills and behaviors, and how that how does that ultimately impact the seller's KPIs and therefore the overall business goals of the company.
0: Yeah, and you're touching on something that's another topic that I really like being involved in, which is the data and RevOps side. And before we started recording, you'd mentioned that in your current company, you're not only have kind of a little bit of a different title, but you find yourself reporting to and being involved in the RevOps team a lot more. I don't know how to ask that question because that's new to me, but I see so much value in it now that we talk about it. Like, What's been the benefit of being involved in RevOps and getting that deep in data from enablement?
1: I think what it does is it really helps us understand what data we, ca- we can have access to, right? What data is out there that helps us better decide what to focus on and how to measure things, right? I think... At my previous company, like, I don't necessarily think we even thought in that particular way just yet, right? It was more like, what's the feedback for the training? What are the managers saying? Like, what are people saying themselves? You know, self-observation, like, hey, I'm doing this differently now because I did this training. And I think that's all very important. But I think back then, I personally also wasn't really thinking as much about that. What does that translate to when it comes to actual KPIs that I could look at in Salesforce? And One of the things that's different is that I can have the same view in Salesforce as like a sales manager, right? So I can go in and I can see who's outperforming their quota, who's consistently reaching their quota. So we can look at who the top performers are and so forth, right? And then we can start Leveraging maybe a top performance saying, how are you doing certain things? I can listen to a top performer's calls on Gong versus somebody else and see if there's differences in behavior. Uh, we have also core competencies mapping exercises that we do where people self-evaluate, where managers go in and evaluate every team member. And I think the mind shift for me was like, okay, that's great, right? That's an important step is what is our impact on those competencies that we're now measuring? But then that additional step is now talking to people in RevOps, getting that access, asking them how they look at data, um, and then linking that and making sure that we make that part of not only how we measure our impact, but how we make decisions on what we want to deliver moving forward, right? Where can we have the biggest impact on those KPIs? And I know it's always going to be indirect, but still. We want to be in that mindset and we want to be able to leverage the data that we have access
0: to. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, we'll be here for you tomorrow so you can learn, grow and execute in 10 minutes or less.